0: You waking up to?
1: Is <laughs> it's early over there, right? Uh we had long travel day yesterday and then three hours lost three hours. So literally probably got to sleep at three and we had interviews started coming at eight AM. So yeah. Haven't gotten out of bed yet. <laughs> My wow. fifth I woke up. So.
0: How do you do it? I mean you were you gotta be one of the busiest people that I've interviewed I mean look at all the projects you have and and you do guitar lessons and all these different bands and then tour dates and interviews and how do you do it
1: well guys like you're really mean to me and won't give me a break They're like should we get that George <laughs> Lynch guy a, you know a little little time off and you're like fuck him I work harder yeah but I can't complain I'm right on the beach in Florida here sand dunes it's really beautiful
0: oh nice yeah. Yeah, I'll be wait, is that oh, wait, let me see. I, I'm looking at your tour schedule. Wait, no, you're pa- Papano Beach is that how you say it? Is I
1: that where you are? Okay. Right. It's somewhere near Fort Lauderdale,
0: and then you're doing Destin on the thirteenth. I've been to Destin. That is beautiful. That's one of my favorite places I've ever been. white sand beaches,
1: yeah, 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 that's 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 a couple of few days off, but yeah, it's it's nice down. Here
0: yeah that's great so uh new album we got to talk uh the new lynch mob
1: yeah babylon's coming out october 20th um you know we got a slew of videos uh, we have done or continue to work on for, uh for it and uh doing a record release party at the whiskey and some other joining uh, venues around that area we're doing an Unplug thing and a signing and um, street thing so it's basically a whole day of just you know kind of getting out there and being there uh being present and uh doing whatever we can to increase awareness that this record is out and let people
0: know yeah it's cool i love the the singer um where did you find him gabriel colón
1: yeah 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 you can't call him colón
0: I, I see. I wrote it down. Co lawn, lawn like a you know lawn landscaping.
1: Yeah, and his is you're not supposed to uh, abbreviate his, his his first name and call him gay either. <laughs> that would be gay colon, and we don't want to call him that. <laughs> no. Um, no, we
0: get canceled if we do that.
1: No, no, no it'd be disrespectful.
0: But he because he sounds a little bit kind of like a. Uh, Steven piercey or like a Tammy down of faster, like kind of that, what would you call it? like a raspy kind of sleazy vocals? I love it personally. I,
1: I thought I agree with that. And I think it was uh, probably a combination of those guys and uh, a little, some, a little bit of axle maybe. Ooh. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, he came from more of the metal world. So this is a different thing for him. Uh, it's not uh, his normal thing, and he wouldn't he didn't expect to be working in a band like this. And so when we did the record, it was um you know, wasn't something that he was a natural fit for him. so which made it interesting because he loved it. you know, he loved the the, the the way that we this genre of music would approach songwriting. Uh, uh, and and the end the end result being so different than what he's used to doing. I loved what he's done in the past. I couldn't name the bands, but I have heard the stuff that he, that he did, and it's great. Um, uh, and and that's his strong suit. That's what he does is metal. But um, you know what I find is that he'll pushes. Although we're dragging him more into this this style, this lynch mob style. Uh, he's also, uh, I think, over time, going to drag us to a little bit. T- more towards the metal side, which I think would be cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you like playing different styles of music. I mean, you have so many different projects like, and a lot of them are very different.
1: Yeah. So you're, you just basically, I call it the Zelig effect. It's that Woody Allen movie. It was a fake documentary, like what talky documentary where there's this freak guy that, that just uh, be- morphs in, into and becomes whatever he's is in is his environment. So he could literally become, he hangs around with doctors. He performs surgeries, he's handled with politicians. He gets elected, you know, president. I mean, it's just crazy. And he physically changes, you know, it's a great movie. But um, anyways, point being that, that whoever I'm playing with, um, you know, I become that, you know, I react to that. So, uh, uh, you know, so if I'm playing in KXM and I've got Doug Pinnock singing, I'm going to write different and play different and have a different sound. Almost unconsciously, than if I'm playing with, you know, Don Dockin. Let's say, <laughs> um, I don't know. There's certain things I can't can't do with each one of those singers.
0: Yeah. Then, um, KXM, then that's great. I was listening to that yesterday, and then you got the the drummer from Corn on it too. Like that's a cool little trio you guys have. Yeah. Do you guys ever do live shows with that one?
1: Nope. No, we never have. We have tried to put tours together and gotten close, but the problem is is that corn is corn. And it's like, you know, you can't just say, Hey Ray, hey Doug, let's go do a tour. Okay, see you Tuesday. It's not gonna it work that way. You know, you gotta do all this preparation as as you could imagine. Right. And things have to be booked six months in advance and and, and rehearsals and get everybody lives in different states and you got a crew and you got to learn all the songs and you know, you develop a show and it's like you know all the logistics have to be in place and it's expensive and they're like okay oh corn called Ray and they said uh, you got to go do a drummer drummer.com interview in New York so cancel the tour at KXM tour you know so it's like, and that's I'm paraphrasing, but that literally is almost what happened.
0: Wow. So yeah, no, I, I'm sure that it's like all three of you have busy schedules, but yeah, especially corn that's like a, a monster machine there. So
1: yeah, do yeah. Ever- everything else is flexible to, to the point where we could probably work something out, but not that.
0: Yeah. Well, so you said like that you love to jam and improvise and then they, you sometimes turn those into the songs. Is that how a lot of this new record was written is just jamming and improvising?
1: Yeah, there's a there's no distinct line between jamming and then songwriting. I mean, they're the same thing really for me. So yeah, it's that songwriting. Just you know, whether I'm by myself and just cooling around on my guitar, like when I'm practicing, I, I always come up with ideas and, you know, record record anything that I think I might need for later. Or uh, if I'm in a room with the guys or if we're doing sound check, like today we're doing sound check this afternoon we always jam a sound check, you know, and if there's something kind of cool, then one of us hits our phone records it, And then we have that for later. Yeah. And it becomes, uh, comes a song or a basis for idea for a song.
0: Yeah. What? So what about the song? I'm ready. I, I, cause the opening guitar riff, it, it sounds almost exactly like Panama,
1: right? So. There's this guy in, uh, I know what you're going to say. There's this, some band in L.A., I don't know if they're still together, but, yeah, they <laughs> they ripped us off in the future. <laughs> uh, they must have had some fucking time machine or something, you know what I mean?
0: Hmm.
1: They could have sued them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you might have a case.
1: Well, I talked to my lawyers, uh, they're really good lawyers, uh, Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. <laughs> I know, it's was like the Marx Brothers. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: no, it's actually the Dream Team. Johnny Cochran. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Him, well, uh, those guys are all tough. dead, I think, aren't they? It's so much stress. Yeah, because... that's why they're. That's why I can afford them now.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they just prop them up in the courtroom, though. They're still very intimidating. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, the Kardashian, uh, uh, uh the family is a. Uh, right. They got a lot of money. They can intimidate.
1: Well, you know, when you're that talented, of course you got a lot of money. You're doing you're producing so much great stuff for the rest of the humanity. You're Mm. entitled to you should get compensated for that. I mean, they got big butts and lots of makeup. Come on. That's a lot of work. I
0: think that sums up the whole Kardashian (laughs) enterprise right now. Big butts and makeup.
1: Jesus Christ. Don't get me started. Anyways, I got plus I can't. This, I, I I gotta cut this interview off at some point because I do an appointment with my fucking buttologist. <laughs> Get my injections.
0: Yeah. Are you still? The, how is your health? Because you were like, you used to be ripped. You used to do, uh, you're really into like working out and stuff. Are you still in all that stuff?
1: Well, I mean, uh, no, I'm, on a much lower scale, I, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know back in the day it was like i lived for that you know for for, for the gym and and training and all that you know, that not anymore but i work hard and i I'm, you know I, I do work out and, and i um, and uh, we we also have a place in northern new mexico where which we love and we and that's literally just all work all the time you know hard work so that it's like you'd never think about going to the gym after a day out there. You know, you're just like so tired. You can't, you know, you're not going to watch TV. You just eat and you go to sleep and wake up again at 530 in the morning and do it all over again. It's awesome. But it's very physical, physically uh, challenging, hard work. So that's your workout. But like it's uh,
0: like a farm or something. Yeah, I mean, we
1: grow food, we have animals and we're up at 8000 feet. So we're right up against the the uh, sangria christos which are thirteen thousand feet we got our water out of the mountains we have solar uh, you know we're, we're we're always building and repairing and getting wood and you know doing all the stuff we need to do to make life work out there it's beautiful
0: how far are you from don Dawkin? and did you like was that just a coincidence you both live in new mexico or what what's the story
1: there i don't know i mean uh i think he uh his girlfriend lived there, had a house there. And I think he, they just moved in together, I guess. I'm not sure exactly the story, but, um, but I've been migrating out there for a good part of 40 years. Um, it's just the place I would gravitate to and I loved it. I lived in Arizona for oh, like 11, 12, 13 years. And I, and I would always find myself when I get on my motorcycle, I'd just be like drawn like a magnet to New Mexico and just, it was Zuni, it was Pueblo country, it was uh, Taos, it was whatever. And uh, I just, I just loved it there. I felt like this was a sense of place and I felt at peace and I felt this is where I belong. And I still feel that way. And, uh, but, you know, life gets in the way you know, work, marriages, whatever. So uh, my wife and I have been visiting out, out here uh, for, 25 years and we finally pulled the pulled the trigger a few years ago and and put some roots down and, and uh so we're we're building on that you know it's, it's a process
0: yeah no absolutely yeah i live in arizona now i was going to ask you which part of arizona when you did live here were you like a north
1: uh Cape creek?
0: okay that's what i thought okay yeah cause my parents love that's yeah
1: that's not, not, tatum, not tatum ranch cave creek the real cave creek yeah, was just Cave Creek back when it was funky and it was awesome, and now it's—I'm sorry, I it's still love it, I guess, but I—it I, just breaks my heart to go there now. I mean, there's just there's just no restrictions on the development or the sprawl. It's just from one end to the other, they just don't stop, and 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 all the magic and all the stuff I loved about it had been just basically squeezed out of it, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, all the funky people, all the desert rats, you know, the leftover people that used to be at Cape Creek because mm. you know, Cape Creek was in the eighties, was just where everybody would go to red dog ranch and party and all broken down school buses out in the desert and ride their dirt bikes and, and go hiking. And it was, you know, play music on generators and stuff. It was crazy. And people were eccentric and, and, uh, you know, very colorful mm. and, uh, and that all went away. As that started going away and got replaced with money, you know, prices went up and all the funky places got shut down, and uh, lost all its true character That all got replaced with, you know, t-shirts for tourists and expensive drinks and bullshit. So whatever, pretend cowboy stuff.
0: Yeah. There is a lot of that. Well, yeah. And your, your old buddy, uh, Mick still, still lives here though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love Mick. yeah, he went through some changes so he he quit playing drums as you probably know, and right. uh, uh, but he sounds wonderful and like he's I think that was good for him. Uh, you know, a lifetime of drumming is you know, he's, it's physically hard, you know, hard on you. So, but his brother is uh, you know, his mini me kind of just just a almost they're almost like twins and and they have the same style, same sense of humor, they look the same, uh. And so uh, uh, Steve plays with uh, Jeff Pilsen and I on a project called The End Machine, and so it's basically like I have him in the band. You know, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, would you ever retire? I mean, it seems like it'd be impossible for you to retire with all these projects. Oh. You have. Uh
1: I don't know what retire. I don't think that would happen. But uh, um, uh, yeah, no, we are actually getting on the. Uh, we're on the cusp of announcing. Uh, the retirement of Lynch Mob. I mean, that's we call it the final ride in 24, and so that will be ending. Um, this record will be our swan song, I believe, and uh, we're gonna. Our last show is, uh Monsters of Rock Cruise, very uh, right at the beginning of 25. So we're gonna we're gonna hit it hard in 24, and then uh, call it a day and go out with a smile on, on a positive note. You know, I didn't want to end. You know, like a guy quits the band and fuck it, don't know, we're not going to keep it together or, or something. You know, we, we made a great record with with this Babylon record. I, I feel, and uh, uh, and the band is fantastic, and and we all love each other, and we're just we're having a great time, and we're killing it. So that's a good way to go out, I think. So,
0: yeah, no, I, I'm loving the the new record is is fun. It's it's got a lot of different kinds of songs, like the sinner. That's kind of a cool one too. The, the It's kind of got like a bluesy kind of sexy vibe. Like I feel like it's something like a stripper could dance to or something. Are you guys going to do that one live?
1: We have been doing that, that in time after time live since we wrote it for was even on the record. So it's interesting because we incorporated new songs into the set that aren't, aren't anything anybody's ever heard. And that's risky because, you know, nobody wants to hear that. They want to hear the old songs and everything. So uh but it worked people dug it and we're like they're just being nice we're like weren't sure and then the next night same thing great reaction we're like shit i think it, they like it okay so we play it every night
0: do you notice when when audiences don't like a song like do you can you tell like you could see like a bunch of people get up and go to the bathroom at the same time
1: well i never look at the audience i'm pretty much just staring at my guitar when i'm playing on co- uh, kind of zone it out but no i i i I don't think i've seen that i i but you can feel when something's not going over like like you would expect it to or hope it would uh that's happened uh for instance like if you're at a high energy show and we play we bring it down you know and play something like rain which i love playing rain on the first record but Sometimes people don't want to hear that, you know, they're, they're you're putting the wrong song in the, in the, or, or in the, you know, in the right on the wrong spot of the set or, the, you know what I mean? There's just sometimes songs just don't come off. You'll play, once in a while. We'll try to play something obscure, like a deep track and people won't get it. They'll just be like, okay, play something we know. They're polite. You know, they, they'll get into it somewhat. But yeah, you know, can't all be winners. That sucks
0: because that to me that seems like like as a fan I like like more of the deep tracks like I mean of course you got to play the hits but like I like hearing the stuff that you don't hear all the time and I think it, obviously as a musician you want to play different stuff too right that's going to be more fun for you
1: yeah fuck the audience <laughs> <laughs> do something for us fuck you write your own songs
0: yeah yeah so do
1: you ever uh, just no no no, no I, I was kidding the the uh my favorite thing to do is improvise. But not only do we find that some fans are resistant to that, but so are some band members. Mm. So that becomes challenging if uh, you can't right. even get the band to go along with it. You know, yeah. I find I have to sort of force the issue sometimes. And, I'll, and this happens frequently where, and, and they know what I'm up to. And, and some of the guys in the band don't like it. And I'm being honest about that because I'll, Uh, We'll be doing a show and they just want to do the show. You know, we've got this, we change the set every night, but we talk about it and we figure it out during the day and we go, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. And we go, okay, we'll place this with that and we'll go into this here and you say something here and this and that. And then I'll throw something in just on the spur of the moment, you know, because I'll, I'll I'll just, you know what? I turned up my guitar and something happens. There's a riff comes out and I'm like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Hey, let's do this. And everybody is act. It's funny because if you see this, if you ever watch us, and I do that on stage, you'll you'll see that the number one thing is the rest of the band acts like I'm not doing that. It's fucking crazy, and it's the drummer because you can't do anything without the drummer, and he knows what's up. You know, we've been playing together for decades. And what he'll do is Jimmy. He'll he'll just like, oh, he act like he's busy. Oh, I gotta fix my foot pedal. And then he'll hide down there. And I'm still playing. the He's hoping I'll stop, but I don't stop. And then I'll go up to the mic. I'll go, hey, you know what? Sometimes, you know, lightning strikes. You guys want to jam? You feel like jamming? And I'm like, well, we feel like jamming too. And then I look over him and he rolls his eyes. He's like, ah, oh, shit. He's not getting out of this one. But then what he does, he'll he half-heartedly come in. You can tell he's not happy about it. And then he'll he'll play it, but he's waiting for the out. He's like, we'll just make this, you know, an eight-bar thing, and then, da Okay, just kidding. Okay, let's go to the song. But I don't let him do that either. I'll keep going, and he'll have to start again. It's this whole little cat-and-mouse game we got to play within the, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever.
0: But you're the boss, right? I mean, it's lynch mob, so it's like yeah, you can right?
1: Yeah, that's what, uh, allegedly. But really, the, 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 the power structure is inverted in a rock band. Usually, the tour bus driver is the boss, or the or, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I try to be, uh, just everybody's friends. So I don't, I don't, I don't pull the boss card.
0: But so do you like that better where it, it's your project or as opposed to like KXM where it's like, there's three of you, you're kind of all big names.
1: Well, no, it's all, that's all the same thing. Same dynamic. I don't really, I'm just a guitar player. You know I mean? It's not like that. It's, I, I don't like. I would never want to be like a, you know, in a Steve Vai situation. You know, I, I don't, that sounds like a lonely thing. I, I just like being in a band and having my thing that I do within the context of, the, of that. But, you know, I value everybody equally and I think the audience does. And uh, quite honestly, I don't even listen to guitar players. I listen to singers and songs. You know, I, I, that's what's more important to me. So, I'm just part of really my job is to lay a bed for a singer and help write a song.
0: So, you don't listen to other guitar players? You don't, I mean, you get, I think you said you get inspired by them, right? You're not real competitive, but you can be inspired by other guitar
1: players. Well, I'm aware of some of them. And, and of course, you know, what I was raised with, of course, I've listened to them. But and, and as far as nowadays, uh, it's not like I sit around and, and, you know technically theoretically guitar music is not something that i concern myself with uh i more just do what i do whatever happens when i pick it up and whatever ideas pop into my head and then i also try to be a better songwriter and you know make sure my the world I'm always working on my tone and and uh just trying to write a better song so will my wife was asking me the other day, she goes, How many songs do you think you've written? I go, I don't know. I just figure, you know, however many albums times 10, you know, 500. She goes, Oh, I think you've written a lot more than that. I mean, you know what? It doesn't it's not a contest, it's not how many songs you've written. I would rather have written just one great one.
0: Well, Mr. Scary, I know you say you don't like that one, but that's like that's epic. I mean, that's like a, that's kind of what made people think of you as a guitar hero, right? Mm, I'm not
1: sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I know we're just talking about definitions now, but, um, but you know what I mean? I mean, I think there would be a lot more gratification in having written a a song that, uh, is important or, or, you know, historically recognized
0: like American Uh, pie or something.
1: As, as as what?
0: American Don McLean, uh, American Pie. Like I had him on the show. He's I mean he's kind of a one hit wonder though.
1: Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Like you know, yeah. Name one. You know, a Beatles song or uh, you know, uh, uh Imagine by John Lennon. You know, yeah. <laughs> something like that or Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen or or uh, you know, Hotel California or Stairway to Heaven. Um, Anyways, yeah, but well, you know what I'm saying. I mean, while while we're sitting here, you know, fantasizing, why not? Or, <laughs> hey, you know, it can inverted. still
0: be in you. You're you're not done yet. You well, keep... that's
1: what I'm thinking. I think I'm a late bloomer. I'm going to hit yeah. my peak at 102.
0: Sure, why not? Yeah, well, you have to. You have another one at 7:30, right?
1: Yes, sir. Every okay. half hour.
0: Uh, let I'll let you get out of here. Is there a charity you want to give a shout out to here at the end, though? Anything that you a cause or whatever you want to promote?
1: Uh. Yeah. Uh, hold on one second. Um, wh- wh- do I need that guitar? Do I pull everything out of There's there? There's the other one there. Okay. Oh, all right. I figured if I do this one, I can restring it in. And we'll okay. I just want to make sure I don't have anything in the case I need. But uh, you can take the hat off, I guess. All right. See you over there. Um. Well, well my wife and I and, and uh, our extended family do a a uh, thing called greetings with gratitude, which is uh, uh, we try to do what we can for homeless people, food shelters, things like that uh, opportunities um, uh, economic opportunities, housing jobs, all that you know the whole the whole uh, thing the whole spectrum so we're uh, we're heavily involved in that It's called greetings with with gratitude and it's uh, it's a non nonprofit that we're pretty heavily involved in that right before i came out here we were doing that we're cooking up huge batches of food and delivering it you know to the shelter that my wife is very involved in down the street from our house
0: okay, it's a very great. small thing
1: but there's that
0: i will put that in the show notes along with the lynch mob or your george lynch website it has all your stuff lynch mob everything solo stuff all that stuff on there and the new record comes out october 20th
1: yes and i hope. Uh, I hope uh, people, you know, come to the shows uh, this next year. This will be uh, our last hurrah, and we're going to give it our all, and you uh, will not be disappointed. And I appreciate all of you. Thank you. All right,
0: I will come to a show if I can. Uh, hopefully, if you hit Phoenix, or maybe I'll drive to Vegas or something.
1: We're doing we're doing Phoenix, and I'm playing oh, Vegas okay. December eighteenth uh, with. Uh, 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 Who's the, the the magician? The famous magician in Vegas is the, the Chris. Uh, David Copperfield. No, Matt no,
0: Jonathan, There's so many of them.
1: More rock and roll. Uh, uh, Chris something. Chris Angel. Oh, Chris Angel. Yeah, I'm doing wow. a thing with him. He invited me to play at his his concert, or whatever you call it. Uh, uh, December 18th
0: wow okay i didn't know he was a fan maybe i'm gonna try to get him on the show then that'd be awesome
1: yeah i built a couple guitars for him actually oh that's very cool for his charity Um, okay
0: well let you get to the next one george i don't want to keep you
1: yeah man uh say hi there say hi to arizona go up and go go, uh, hug a cactus for me
0: i will yeah that sounds a great idea thank you (laughs) you're
1: welcome all right see you buddy All all right bye
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen to the full podcast episode. Please help support our guests by following them on social media and purchasing their products, whether it be a book, album, film, or other thing. And if you have a few extra dollars, please consider donating it to their favorite charity. If you want to support the show, you can like, share, and comment on this episode on social media and YouTube. And if you want to go the extra mile, you can give us a rating or review on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or Google podcasts. Finally, Make sure you're subscribed to the show on YouTube for the video versions and other exclusive content. We appreciate your support. Have a great rest of your day and shoot for the moon.